to kids' first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and today we'll be talking about Future TX, giving God's love to others, and also listening to the interviews with the voice actors of Rugrats and listening to Zoe's interview with Kensington Tallman about the movie Home Sweet Rome. Let's first talk with Gavin about Future TX. How are you, Gavin? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, thank you for being on the show. So the first question I have for you is, can you give us a little synopsis about what this movie is about? Future TX is about two teenagers One of them had just made a deal with his parents, and he gets to buy two phones for himself and his friend. Once they buy the phones, they get a a mysterious call from a man who claims he's from the future, and he tells them that the fate of the future is in their hands and that they must save the future. That is so cool. And my question for you is, if you were to get that call, how would you react? Oh, I'd be scared. Why would you be scared? Wouldn't you be excited? The future in my hands. No, mm-hmm. I- <laughs> so we couldn't we couldn't rely on Gavin to 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 rescue the future. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what was your initial reaction uh, after watching the movie? My reaction after watching the movie, you know, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't like it's kind of like I just watched the YouTube video. Like, oh, that's fun, but mm-hmm. you know, not nothing like like great. All right. Okay. I get it. I get it. So were there any parts of the film or the movie that you felt could have been improved in any way? Uh, I'd probably say, if anything, I think like the microphone and their their voices and how the sound picks up, I think that would need a little bit more work. I see. So what did you think about all the acting performances in the movie? I thought the acting was great. Yeah, it, it really be- it really brought the, the film to life. Awesome. Are there any notable actors or actresses in this film that you noticed? No. No. All right. New, fresh faces. I like it. So how did you feel about the action in this film? Was there enough action? How was the action to comedy ratio? How did you feel about all that? I think there could have been a little more action. The film was very funny. It had lots of comedy scenes. So I have I have an interesting question for you. It's going to be a little weird, but it's very fun. So if this movie were a dessert, what kind of dessert would it be and why? I'd probably say ice cream. Because like when you eat ice cream, you know, you already know what it tastes like and what it's going to taste like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of relates to this movie because it's a very cliche storyline. I see. So if anyone were to really watch this film, they would practically predict the ending. Is that what you're saying? Mm, yeah. Okay. Predictability, we see. So what was your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene is really any scene when the future TX calls. Ah, okay. So were there any parts of this film that you felt that if you were in this film, you would do a great job either reenacting in real life or taking part in the actor's role? i say probably not. Okay. Neither, that's fine. (laughs) So what do you think the message or the theme of this movie was? I think the message of this film, teamwork makes the dream work. 
Ah, and why is that? Throughout the film, you can see Dylan and Molly. They work together and they get a lot done. In the ranking, so obviously as Kids First Film Critics, we throughout the entire year watch a lot of films. With the short year that it's been of 2023, where does this movie rank from 1 to 10? Uh, This movie, I would rank it 4.5. That's pretty high. Why did you rank it in like the top four? It, it was a good movie. It was funny. Uh, The camera work and all that, it was good. But it's just, you know, it was predictable. Would you say that's the only pitfall of this movie that was just predictable? Yeah. And which character would you want to be friends with in real life and why? Probably Dylan, because he's very funny. Are you a very funny person? Is that why you would connect with with Dylan on a personal level? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What inspired you to uh, you want to review this particular movie? Honestly, anything with comedy or action and any movie with comedy or action, I would I would like. Hmm, Interesting. And so so what would you rate this movie, Gavin? I would rate this film 3.5 stars out of five stars. And where can we watch this film? When and where? This film is available on video on demand. All right. Thank you so much for talking with me, Gavin. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Future TX, and next we'll be talking with Gavin about giving God's love to others. How are you doing, Gavin? I'm doing great. How are you? I am phenomenal. So we both read the book, Giving God's Love to Others. um, And for me, it was such a fantastic book to read, especially as a Christian myself. How did you really feel about about this book? I loved it. I really, yeah, I I love this book too. Um... I am also Christian. I just thought this book was great. Yeah. One thing I I particularly liked, and you can like touch up on this as well, is it really gave specific guidance on how as Christians, despite our pitfalls with our sinful behavior sometimes, like it gave strict like instructions and practical guidance and advice on how we can do better. Like, and and for me, at least, you know, that really helps as a Christian because I, you know, we all fall short. But how did how did that help you in terms of, you know, of of your Christian love behavior as uh, Thomas Fletcher, the author, describes it? This book actually taught me a lot of stuff that I didn't even know, like mm-hmm. especially with all the scripture verses from the Bible. I see. Yeah, definitely. That was something that I enjoyed as well, because those clear scriptural references, um, they definitely helped because I was like, she would she would basically have a claim in the book, and then she would be like, "Okay, here's the scriptural references. Here are the examples. Here's the relatable language." It all fell together. Um, and then also, you know, one thing that she really does well is making it so easy to read. Did you did you feel like that as well? Yes, I, I yes I did. Yeah, and one thing too is I've read uh, her other book before, which is uh, uh, The Lonesome Trail. It's also based on um, it's based on the Christian faith, which I love. So she's really a Christian author and also director. So one thing also, too, that this highlights, and I definitely want to talk with you about, is the fact that it's the book title is called Giving God's Love to Others. And it's practically saying that we should spread the gospel in particular ways do you ever feel like like spreading the gospel is sometimes not something that we can do on a regular basis do you need help sometimes doing that yeah i i feel yeah i feel like everyone needs help you know spreading the gospel especially because there's some people out there that don't believe 
Right, right, right. And, you know, I, I really do think that another aspect of the of the book that I really liked is when she drove home the message that really showing love is a deliberate action that requires mindfulness. And one one aspect of the book that I really enjoyed was when she mentioned that that our pitfalls as Christians, we we really don't take part in really talking to others about it and how we can actually just combat that. And as a Christian, I don't know, I feel it's always so difficult to really, really talk our pitfalls to others and our sin because it makes us, I guess, quote unquote, less Christian-y, <laughs> if that's the word. Do you ever feel like you can't really talk to your sin about your sins around people? Yes, I, yes, I feel like that uh, a lot of times. Um, what did you uh, recommend uh, this book for? I recommended this book for ages 12 through 18 plus adults. Ah, see, I rated it 7 to 18 plus adults because mm-hmm. I was just like, this message definitely has to be spread to younger kids. I would recommend this book for anyone, especially like people who don't believe. Uh, it could you know, change their perspective about God. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much for talking with me about this book, Gavin. Thank you. I'm Ashley Klein from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll listen to some interviews of the cast from the new Rugrats show. Stay tuned. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Welcome back. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now, we're going to listen to Gavin's interview with Tara Strong and E.G. Daly about Rugrats Season 2. Welcome, E.G. and Tara. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Of course. Thanks for having us. E.G., how does it feel to play Tommy Pickles once again after 20 years? 20 years? It actually feels so good. It feels like... 
I get to come back home. You know, it feels like I get to go back to a character that's just so sweet and he's such a great little leader and he's got, he's so influential in his own little beautiful way. And then I get to bring like life back into him again, um, in a new show with CGI. It just feels so precious. Tara, you are the voice of Dill in the show Rugrats. What is your favorite thing about hmm. Dill? I guess my favorite thing about Dill is how silly he is. You know, he's um, just like any second baby, right? They sort of come in and, and make their own way and try to show that they have their own, you know, powers and ideas and things. And it's fun to sort of bug Tammy, but also love him. And it feels um, very sweet to sort of play these characters that feel very authentic. You know, I we both have two kids. I have two boys, she has two girls. And to really watch the babies interact, there's a lot of truth to it. So it feels kind of good to sort of help bring those characters to life for other kids that might be having baby brothers or sisters and they might be nervous about it, but they'll see that, you know, in the end we can all be friends and I can still poopy and you're still you. I know. <laughs> EG. This show must have really been fun to work on. Can you share any fun things that happened either on or off camera while shooting? Oh my gosh, it's been so many years of doing this show. I, I'd say there's so many different experiences, but um, I think in the old days, I really liked when we used to get to record together. We'd all get to be in one room. Nowadays we do it separate or we do it from our home booths. But I think when we got to be in the same room together, we really just like, we grew up together in those rooms. We, we all had got pregnant at the same time, kind of like we all had babies, we'd get married, like not at the same time, but our lives crossed, our personal lives crossed and our, our rugrat lives crossed and just being in the room together. You almost gave birth at a session. Yeah, I was in labor during a rugrat <laughs> session. I would say that was the most memorable. I was like, hold on your diapers, oh please. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tara. What do you hope audiences will take away from watching this show? I hope that if there are kids that grew up watching the show and now they get to watch it with their kids, that they get a whole new um, generation of bonding and laughter and love. And I hope people get out of it that um, we're, we're just all one big family on this planet. And, you know, there's people on the show that are from all different places and all different colors and all different backgrounds and they love each other. And I think that's really important. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now we're going to listen to Hanadi's interview with Ashley Ray Spillers and Tommy Dewey about Rugrats. Hello. Okay, so I have questions for both of you guys, so I'm just going to jump straight into them. Right. Okay. Okay, so my first question is for Mr. Dewey. Uh-huh. How did you become involved with the Rugrats TV series, and what was your audition like for the role? Uh, good question. Got the script, uh, 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 and it was... I mean, I was immediately drawn to it. It was not, uh, I, I, there was no question in my mind whether or not I wanted to, to throw my hat in the ring. Um, and I think it was a two, if I remember correctly, it, it was a two-stage audition. I sent in a tape, um, uh, my version of Stu, which is just kind of an amped up over anxious version of me, a little higher pitched. Um, you know, got through that round and then was invited to come into the Nickelodeon studios, which is a very magical place and uh, work a little with the director and um, uh, lay down a couple of other versions of, of a couple of scenes. And then um, it, it was a minute before I heard from them. It was maybe, maybe a month or so. So I thought, oh, I didn't get that job. And then I got the call Same. that I had and I, you know, started doing backflips. I couldn't believe they hired me. So when you first got the script, it was just kind of like a hands down, like, obviously, yes. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It appeals to, to kids and parents in equal measure. Um, it's just so, it's just such quality writing. And I mean that across the board yeah, compared to adult movies and TV shows that get sent my way. This is, this is top level stuff in any genre. Oh, wow. Well, my next question is for Miss Spillers. What yes. was your experience like voicing the character of Dee Dee in the Rugrats series? Oh, gosh. Um, it's been so much fun. I, I've said this a million times and I'll keep saying it. I can't believe I get to do it. Um, I relate to her so much on so many levels. She's kind of, you know, she's a really kind of kooky, creative lady. She's got a little bit of anxiety sometimes. And um, I get to lean into all those things that sometimes when I'm thinking about myself, I think are faults, but really, you know, they're just my very human qualities and she has all those. So I get to I get to just lean into that and have fun and I love it. And, you know, it was a little daunting because Dee Dee Pickles has been around a long time from the original show. And so, and I loved the original character. I loved who played her. So, you know, it was a little scary at first, but I, I have such a great time that like Tommy was saying, the writing is so darn good that it's hard not to, to love it. So you would say that like you're similar to Miss Pickles? <laughs> yeah, there are, there are some, in some ways, you know, um, I also wore a red dress, like she wears red a lot. I did that on purpose, just letting you know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> such a nerd. But, I tried to uh, dye my hair purple, but I didn't work out. <laughs> my next question is for Mr. Dewey. What was it like working on a show that has become such an iconic part of many people's childhoods? It's amazing. It's, it's, uh, and it, and it, you know, you can't think too much about the responsibility of carrying on this, uh, um, <laughs> uh, this iconic series because, um, it'll, it'll kind of shut you down. Um, you just kind of got to plow forward and try to do your version of the guy to the best of your ability. And, and luckily a lot of the, um, same creative team is in so I, I shouldn't say a lot a, a fair portion of the of the original creative team is still around obviously the the original voices of the babies are still around you know you're in good hands with the people you're you're working with and that allows you to do to do good work and take risks in the in the way you're performing the the character um and it's it's just such a great steady job we kind of do this job year round because you do a couple of recordings of each episode um so it feels like a real part of a real regular part of my life in a business where jobs come and go and uh, you do uh, hard work for three weeks and then you wait months or years for the, for the movie to come out. This, this at least for the last couple of years has been a really steady part of my life. And I really like that. And I, and you know, knock on wood, I hope we get to do more of them. <laughs> okay. Well, my next question is for the both of you. Did you guys watch the original Rugrat series before voicing your character? And if so, how did it affect your performance? I watched it. I watched it as a, uh, when I was younger and I loved it. And then I, as far as playing Dee Dee and voicing new Dee Dee, uh, I could not try to be like the original Dee Dee whatsoever because I never could do it. And she really is different. You know, it's a different time. It's a different world that we're living in. And so just trying to stay true to that and not try to be nearly as genius as the original because I, could, I couldn't. Yeah, same answer. I watched I watched some of it as a kid, but then when I got the job, I kind of had to not watch it because I didn't want to do a bad imitation of, of Jack Riley. So I think hopefully I'll be able to go back and watch all of it. But uh, for now, I just kind of kind of stay in my lane and do 
do, you know, 2023 stew to the best of my ability. <laughs> so you guys watched the show, but you guys wanted to make sure that like, you didn't try to imitate it badly instead of giving a fresh new character that people can love. That's a much better exactly. answer than either of us gave. That's the answer right there. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next question is for Mr. Miss Feller. Sorry. That's um, okay. What do you think makes Rugrats such a beloved show among kids and adults? Oh, I just think that the thing that makes it so great is that they really are not afraid to deal with the issues that we deal with in our lives. You know, they really touch on all kinds of stuff that might be a struggle. And, you know, this this version of the show introduces all this technology that we use today, like phones and pads and click clack, which is our version of TikTok. And, you know, it's it's something that kids can totally look at and relate to. And we all, you know, struggle with trying to like live our lives in the present and not let these things be forever, you know, attached to our faces. And I just think, yeah, I just, I just love how current it, it aims to be. And let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be listening to Zoe talking to Kensington Tallman for the movie Home Sweet Row. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde, from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now we're going to listen to Zoe's interview with Kensington Tallman for the movie Home Sweet Rome. Well, hi, Kensington. Super nice to meet you. And huge congrats on the new series Home Away from Rome. Sorry, my brain with the two words is confused. You're good. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you, Zoe. I'm so happy to be talking about Home Sweet Rome. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited to be here. Me too. And I love the setting. I think it's very refreshing to see Rome. It's not necessarily a traditional, I guess, place that we'd see a series on Disney. This is new. Um, So how did you feel filming in this very ancient and like beautiful city? 
Filming in Rome was such an amazing experience. I got to be in Rome for four incredible months. And like you said, you know, it's such a beautiful city and it's something new that people haven't really seen before. So you'll get to see the Colosseum and the Spanish Steps. And it's so ancient. Everywhere you turn is a new ancient ruin. Like I remember the first time I saw the Trevi, I walked around the corner and I was like, oh, the Trevi Fountain's there and it's much bigger than I thought. <laughs> and, you know, we had the most amazing casting crew and everyone is so sweet. And I I also do speak Italian since I'm an Italian student. So that was really fun to get to communicate with the locals. And I just can't wait for everybody to see this incredible setting of Rome. Absolutely. I've never been to Europe. I'm planning to this summer, but I think kind of watching the series kind of makes me feel like I'm there in a way. So I love that. That's amazing. That's yeah, that was kind of the hope is um, anytime like I watch a, a movie or a series that that's um, international, I'm always like, oh, I want to go there someday. And it's always been my dream to go to Italy. And this was actually my very first time in Europe. So I, I it was so cool. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance to make it over there, it's beautiful. Yeah, I can imagine. And you really see that on camera as well. And as you said, I know you started learning Italian before you broke the role. And I think it's really important for kids to learn about different cultures and languages. And do you think it was kind of serendipity that you booked this role as you were learning Italian? Yes, a hundred percent. I think it, it was meant to be. I had been studying Italian kind of on and off before Home Sweet Rome. And then, you know, once this came along, I was like, oh, I really got to practice my Italian. So I actually just finished my Italian two final the other day. And yeah, like you said, it, it, I think it is really important for other kids to see um, this amazing culture and this beautiful language of Italian. And you guys might even learn a little bit of Italian for watching Home Sweet Rome. How do you think that the show is really going to touch audiences when they watch series? That's a great question. You know, like you said, it's it's really about self-discovery. And I think um, it's really comforting to have this character of Lucy go through these things that real kids go through. You know, she's moving away from home and I've moved a lot. So I found that really relatable. You know, her, she's dealing with the loss of her mom and now she has a new stepmom who happens to be an Italian pop star. So that adds another element to it. And I think, um, you know, Lucy struggles with anxiety and she has ADHD. And I think it's really important for kids to be represented and for kids to feel like they're not alone in these circumstances and for also for kids to know that just being you is enough. I think Lucy for so long tries to please everyone and she's trying to fit in in Italy and she's trying to make new friends but at the end of the day she realizes that you know just being herself is enough and I think that was really really important for me to learn from Lucy and I hope that's something that everyone learns from the show music is a huge almost like a character in the series and of itself so i think lucy discovers i guess her passion for music as well how did you discover your passion for music that's a great question. Our show features so many original songs. And um, what's really special is, like you said, Lucy goes through, she kind of, she discovers herself as a musician. So she starts out like, oh, I kind of do this for fun. And then it becomes something like, oh, the, maybe this is something I could actually do. And I went through something very similar a couple years ago. I was not a singer I, and I started taking lessons, but I wasn't very confident in my singing skills. And, you know, I think uh, going through the process Process of Home Sweet Rome, I have had a very similar character arc and journey, um, realizing that I myself can pursue music and I can be a singer and a ukulele player. And I think it's something that I want to continue pursuing. So what TV series or movie really influenced your career uh, of acting? 
There have been so, so many different movies um, and TV shows that have been really influential in my life. I mean, I am such a big comedy person. I love comedies. I love the whole um, Christopher Guest series of Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. Those are so iconic and so funny. But I also do love dramas. And, you know, there's amazing actresses like Nicole Kidman. And I, I look up to her so much. I think she's a fantastic actress. And yeah, those are some of the things that have kind of influenced me. And what's really special about being an actress or an actor is you get to inspire other people and you get to help them deal with difficult emotions and I know um, for me when I watch like a comedy series or when I watch SNL I just it takes me out of this world that I'm living in and I get to laugh and especially when I need it most you know it's always there for me and I think that's um, what's really special and unique about acting so I, I just hope that you know when everybody watches this show you know they get to laugh and cry and um just really feel these these emotions in the show. Um, and there's also seven original, no, 11 original songs in the series. So did you at all, were you involved in that songwriting process or did they just give you the songs and you kind of had to learn them? I did not write the songs. The amazing Alex Gringas and Chen Neiman wrote them all and they produced it and they are incredible and they are they are so talented. And, you know, the first time I worked with them, I just had an immediate connection with them. And yeah, I, I got to learn these incredible songs and perform them and record them. And it was just such a blast. And you've been working nonstop since you were six, which is super young. Uh, and obviously you're a natural. And your character says that she can't cry on demands in episode one. Um, but what is the most challenging aspect of acting for you? The most challenging aspect for me is when you see a scene of someone where you're crying or you're having this really difficult emotion, I think um, you have to find a substitution. So for when Lucy's mom dies, you know, that's a really, really hard, that's really hard for her. And so there's lots of scenes where she's crying about it and she's um, just really upset about it because this is, this is really hard and she's in a new place and she's in a new country and she's a new stepmom and everything. And I was away from my dad and my brother for four months, which was really challenging. So that became my substitution. So um, I was able to use that kind of as my loss so you you know you have to find the things that work for you and the triggers and anytime before like a really emotional scene I'll just kind of like shield myself away from everything kind of almost put myself in a bubble and just like let the emotion stay here I'll look at photos um I looked at photos of my dad and my brother and I just remember like pulling my eyes out there's one scene where Lucy watches an old video of her mom and I just thought that's my dad he's not here he's back in America and I just like burst out crying and I just so yeah I think I think that's um probably the the most challenging part is finding those substitutions and going to that place and you have to allow yourself to go there so if you don't allow yourself then the emotion's not going to get there but if you allow yourself and it's not about the crying it's it's about the emotion on the inside so if you allow yourself to go there and then what's really important is you have to allow yourself to come back yeah. so you have to walk the bridge and come back and that's that's really important yeah, and that's the beautiful job of the actor, but I think that you nailed it. In the series, you totally get that emotion. And again, huge congrats. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was so nice to meet you today and talk to you. You're amazing. And good luck with all your music stuff. That's so exciting. And I'm so happy we both play ukulele. That's so cool. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I love the series, and I'm sure everyone else who's watching definitely will as well. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the newest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, 
go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Ashley Clyde from Kids First. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.